Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. 96.3, catching up with Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose. Good morning, Alex. How are you? I'm very well, Ross. Great to be with you. Well, we've spoken about credit cards in the past, only a few weeks ago, in relation to identity theft, and it's certainly something we need to look out for. But we need to look out for ourselves as well, because uh, the use of credit cards, especially considering we're coming up to Christmas and all that sort of thing, we need to be very, very careful, because those same credit cards do have an effect on our own credit score. They certainly can, uh, and also your ability to get a home loan. So the whole credit score and getting a home loan is um, very much intertwined. Um, but look, credit cards these days are sort of seen as you know a fairly normal part of daily life. Mm-hmm. I like to discourage them as a general rule. Yeah. I always say to people, you know, there are alternatives out there. Some people like credit cards, obviously, because of the points. Some people like them because of the whole... Um, you know, they can track their cash flow easily, okay. those kind of things. So there has there is an appeal to them. Um, but the thing about them is that if you default on your credit card mm. and you have late payments and so forth, it can dampen your credit score that the credit agencies have. Mm. And so when you go to go get a home loan, and of course, most of us have one at some stage in our working life, um, it can have a negative effect on the score, but it also will turn some banks away. If they see uh, that you have a um, defaults, that will be a turnoff. Some will have different policies. So some will say any defaults at all, and that's mm. it. You, you can't get it. Okay. Some will allow one or two, or if they've been brought, you know, they've been corrected, they'll, they'll look at it favorably. So that's the, the first thing. The second thing is too many inquiries for credit. You know, if you're always applying for credit cards or you're always, um, you know, getting the, the home, you know, the loan when you go to Harvey Norman to buy the furniture, all mm-hmm. those kind of things. If you've got too many inquiries, then that can work against you as well and lower your score. And the last one, and this is the one that really impacts getting a home loan. So because of um, our mortgage broking arm, one thing I've learned through doing this is that when banks assess you for a home loan, they look at your credit limit. Uh, and they will assume that you owe the full amount, yeah. even if you pay it in full every month. They'll just assume that it, you owe the full amount on it, um, because obviously the moment you take out the home loan, you could you could uh, you could spend the whole lot anyway right. and spend the whole limit. Uh, and of course, the interest rates on credit cards are very high, mm. and so banks uh, will treat it as though you owe the full amount. And say you have a twenty grand uh, credit card limit they'll assume that you've got $400 a month of extra expenses. And therefore, that reduces your ability to borrow. It reduces the amount the bank will lend you. Mm. So when you're going for a home loan, I often say to people, you know, cut up the credit card. If you don't need it, um, then don't don't use it when you're going for a home loan. So yeah, credit cards can be problematic in that regard. Now, I've got a question for you on that, and you can answer it in one of the later segments because it's a question without notice. But uh, you mentioned the too many inquiries on your credit card. Does that refer to these Mm -hmm. apps you hear advertised that uh, you can check your credit score every five minutes? Uh, Does that count as an inquiry on your credit Uh, card? No, it's a good question. So uh, looking at your credit report to see how you're going, that Mm -hmm. won't affect it at all. Okay. It's when you apply for credit. So if you apply for a credit card, 
or things like you know zip pay and afterpay, all those kind of things where you're applying for credit, they're regarded as credit inquiries, right? And they'll work against you. But actually looking up your credit score and finding that out, that won't have any impact at all. All right, good to know. So, Alex, what are some of the problems with credit cards, and uh, how much time have we got? <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's a it's a, a very important question because they are probably the biggest one I think is. Um, impulse purchase or you might like to say the temptation yes you know you've got a credit limit it's uh money available to you and uh so you see something you want and you think "Mm, i could have that right now rather than waiting six months to save for it Mm. and so i think that impulse purchase is huge um of course it comes with a bill that's the problem and the uh, interest rates on credit cards are you know staggering they're at least 18 percent as a general Mm. rule uh but on top of that it's the, you, the fact that you pay them out of after-tax dollars. So, for example, if you owe $1,000, you've got to earn $1,500 to pay it back mm. because you've got to actually earn your own income first, pay tax on your income, and then pay off the debt. Mm. So, therefore, if you gross up the interest rate to allow for your tax rate, most people are really paying 25%. So, it's actually a much higher amount in reality, okay? Mm. So that's the first thing. Interest rates are really high and you're paying it out of after-tax dollars. Um, The other thing is if you only pay the minimum, okay, this is a real trap. Many people just pay the minimum. You know, you're only forced to pay back about 3% per month. But if you do that, it'll take you 30 years to repay it. Mm. And the interest you pay over that 30 years will be more than three times the amount you've actually borrowed. So it's an enormous uh, amount of uh, money that you're going to end up paying back. So to me, the the, the main issue with them, I, I see, is they're seductive. You know, mm. I, I once heard a, par- a pastor refer to them as like a you know like a coke addiction, you know, drug addiction. Yeah. So it's this sort of thing. They're very addictive, very easy to spend on, and so forth. But the other thing, and probably one of the, the ones that's a common one that I've seen over the years. Is people tend to say, oh, look, I don't really use it, but I'll use it as an emergency. You know, if something goes wrong, I've got a health bill or a car bill, Mm. I can just whack it on the credit card. But the problem with that is it can often make the emergency worse. So say you lose your job and you think, okay, now I put on my credit card because I've lost my job. Well, if you don't get a job quickly, all of a sudden you're going to rack up debt, you're going to default on that debt Mm. and so forth. And you could end up finding yourself in a situation where you're making the emergency worse than it otherwise was. So um, I say to people, be really cautious with the credit cards and and choose alternatives, which we can talk about as well. But now we're going to talk some alternatives to credit cards. Mm, Look, as I say, credit cards are these things that people treat them these days as so normal because they are so prolific. Um, and Australians owe, I think, something like $50 billion on them, uh, you know, staggering amounts of money. But to me, uh, obviously, the first thing is, oh, you know, can I transact online without a credit card? And the answer is yes, you can. Mm. Most banks offer debit cards, usually with a Visa or MasterCard, you know, type logo on them, mm-hmm. uh, that allows you to actually use your own savings. And to me, as a general principle most people and i think it's psychological are more careful with their own savings than they are with a credit card mm. because no one likes watching their balance go down so uh so i think that uh, there's a psychological component that makes having a debit card much more fiscally sensible mm. than having a credit card so that's the first thing the second thing is as i sort of mentioned in the last sort of segment is that people often use to see them as like an emergency fund and to me the solution to emergencies is having a proper emergency fund 
of three to six months worth of living expenses in yeah. cash. Okay, so I always say to people, try and build up your cash reserves to about yeah. three to six months of living expenses. Now, some listeners might be panicking going, oh, wow, you know, I've only got you know, $500 in the bank. Well, my view here is just try and get to your first thousand. So build up as quick as you can to your first thousand. Yeah. Maybe you've got things in your garage you can sell on Gumtree and, you know, mm, get, you know, flog yeah, off as quick as you exactly. can just to build up, just to build up that thing. Most of us have things that we don't use anymore mm. uh, and build up your emergency fund quickly that way. Um, then just build up so you've got decent reserves. So when emergencies come, you've actually got your own cash there in reserves rather than paying extortion interest rates to, um, you know, to fund your emergency. So that's, they're the two big ones. And as I say, I think we need to adopt a, uh, the view that credit cards um, are dangerous. You know, they're, they're very easy to, um, to rack up debt on. They're very tempting, et cetera. Obviously, if you do use them, pay off them in full uh, each month, yeah, and of course, don't buy into the, <laughs> the whole points programs things. In the sense that many people think, oh, you know, I can rack up all these points, but mm. if you ever do the maths, the the company that's making the money <laughs> is the the bank and the, the the you know the company selling the points, not yeah. the not the actual <laughs> end user. It's all designed to get you to spend more at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just be really wary of them. Uh, be cautious. You know, the Bible talks to us about not being enslaved to our debts and credit cards, you know, and I have witnessed over the years, people rack up huge amounts like mm. 50, 60 plus thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. And it's very, very hard to get out of it. Um, the other thing I'd say to listeners, if you are in trouble, you're listening to this and you think, oh, wow, I've got a huge credit card debt. I don't know what to do about it. There are uh, credit agencies. Probably the best one I think is Christians Against Poverty. who can help negotiate your debts down, help restructure your debt uh, and help you to, um, you know, start again and, and, and pay off your debts as quick as you can. Yeah, so good, good def advice. definitely worth um, talking to those things if you feel you're in trouble. Mm, no, that's that's good. I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, if you've got credit card debt, best way is to uh, just quickly pay it off as quickly as you can. But uh, good advice there. If you if you are struggling, then reach out. If our listeners want to reach out to you, Alex, how can they do that? Yep, wealthwithpurpose.com. That's our uh, website. Uh, lots of great free information on there where people can learn things. In fact, we've got one called The Debt Destroyer. That's an ebook which talks through all these issues about a biblical worldview around debt, uh, as well as, of course, um, a process for paying down your credit card debt as quick as you can and getting yourself uh, set free. Thanks so, yeah, very much. Yeah, com. Yeah, thanks very much for that. Well, it's good to talk at credit cards today. Good to uh, get to a point of talking about how to get away from them as well. Alex, thanks for your time this morning. Pleasure, Ross. 